Hello and welcome back to Podcast Interference. We've just had week 10. We're in the double digits. And uh, we've got more injuries to talk about as per, which seems to be just a recurring theme this season. But before we start talking about all that happy stuff, let's uh, let's see how you are this week, Jack. I'm pretty good. I mean, week 10 was a, a fantastic week. I think the, the question as a Vikings fan should be, how are you after that game, oh, mate? Oh God, what <laughs> a game. I, I, I've, I think it's probably the best like football watching experience I've ever had. Yeah, without um, a doubt. It was like Kelsey was watching it with me and she just happened because she doesn't usually watch Red Zone. It's usually just like me watching it. <laughs> She'll just go off and do something else. But she was watching it and she was really invested as well. So when we got down to like the one yard line and Kirk tried to like quarterback sneak it and didn't get in. And I was like, for God's sake. Because I mean, Justin Jefferson was absolutely incredible as well. We can't ignore his catch. No um, God, you know, double Best. coverage. He one-handed catch against a defender who, by every right, should have had an interception. Yeah, uh, was just absolutely phenomenal. And yeah. yeah, then the miss, missing and turning it over on fourth, and then the 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 fumble from Allen, which was just like one in a million. I think Scott Mental. Hansen was saying that the Vikings had like a before they had a seventy-six percent chance of of winning the game. After they missed it, it went down to 1%. When yeah. it was fumbled, it went back up to 76%. It was like... And then there was another play, I think, where it went back down to 1% again. And it was like... So they'd gone. What like, is happening? Next-gen stats were just going crazy. Like, they shouldn't have a chance of winning this. And then Patrick Peterson with the interception from Josh Allen was just... Sealed yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, that was... Yeah, one of the best games I've ever seen, and as as a fan, and for for ten plus years now, that was one of the best games I've ever seen. Yeah, it was it was just so good, and I think it was it's a good one for the Vikings as well. I think because we you know eight and one now. I think a lot of people were looking at our previous games yeah. and been like, you know, yeah, you you've got a winning record, you're doing really well, but look at the teams you've played. But it was beat, a state statement win, one. It? it was beating the Bills is huge. Like it's not an easy feat. Um, and especially after they'd come off a, a loss the week before, you usually kind of look at teams like that and they have a chip on the shoulder Bounce afterwards, back. something yeah. to prove. Obviously, there was the whole Stefan Diggs kind of thing going on there as well, where you know yep. the whole trade it was it was Stefan v JJ in a lot of ways because you know that was that was the trade ultimately mm. it was Justin Jefferson for Stefan Diggs, both of whom, like that's one of the few trades, I would argue in NFL history, that was fair. Like yeah, both agreed. Teams yeah, they both completely benefited from it. Yeah, they um, both they both yeah. Stefan Diggs, I think, is better off, and yeah, Jefferson's obviously well. I mean, the catch says it all. That's the best catch. It, it probably is better than the Odell Beckham catch. I it, think it's got to be. It, it is just because it was against the the coverage was much harder. He had an arm, or the guy was physically trying to strip the ball out as he went for the catch. So yeah, I think it's probably the best catch of all time. I would argue. Yeah, I, I would agree, and it. Yeah, just a fantastic game. So I'm looking forward to, to the rest of the season. And I think it's very, very unlikely. I think almost it's not quite statistically impossible, but the Vikings are definitely making more. Oh, yeah, 100%. Here. And then obviously the Eagles lost as well. Uh, surprisingly. That's, yeah. The Commanders, which, you know. That um, was a big shock. Annoyingly uh, for the Vikings, obviously they that our one loss this year was to the Eagles. So if we end up with the same record, yeah, they, the they win, uh based on that for the, for the number one seed. But. Yeah, great, great year to be a Vikings fan so far. It's got to be said, uh, but we're here to talk about fantasy, uh, so I guess, I guess we should maybe dive in. But 
Is it worth talking about injuries first? Because there are a few people on IR. Yeah, there is a few, isn't there? Um, Injuries are are rampant. Um, So, I mean, obviously, Broncos fan, Jerry Judy's down. Um, That's not great, although the offense isn't very good anyway. Um, They think he might have torn his Achilles, but hopefully he's avoided that. Who else have we got? Juju Smith-Schuster as well. uh, took, uh, Took a nasty shot against the Jags. Um, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is obviously the biggest one. Yeah. Um, that's just a massive blow. Um, if you own Cup, obviously you drafted him really highly. And even though the the Rams have been dreadful on offense, he's been one of the best players in the league again this year. So that's a massive loss. Yeah, it's you know um, our original league. He was my my number one uh, pick. So it was it was a huge huge loss to that team, but. I've you know I've drafted fairly well otherwise so I'm hoping that it still carries on but it's just yeah it was a bad play you yeah know, it yeah it, it the whole game was just horrendous anyway because I can't even remember the name of the backup QB it begins with a W uh, for for the Rams. Is it, oh it's Walt Walton is it something like that. oh Wolford Wolford, Wolford yeah. yeah he was just he was just utterly shocking. <laughs> I, I don't even know what's going on with that team, to be honest. No, from just, Super Bowl to this is—I don't think anyone could have predicted this this fall off. I think it's one of the biggest fall from graces I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it's been terrible. So yeah, agreed. Yeah, not good. Um, another big guy who's out is uh, Dallas Goddard as well. It's yeah, that's a massive blow for them. That is a massive blow for them. He's obviously he's one of Jalen Hurts' favourite targets. Um, so they, I think they they will really feel that loss, unfortunately, because he is Hurts' safety blanket, so to speak. So yeah, that'll be a, a big loss. Yeah. So it's it's not been a good good. It, it's not been a good week, but the interesting thing is that a lot of the injuries. I think Khalil Herbert as well, actually. Yes, Herbert is also on IR. Yeah. So. The reason I remembered him is because I was about to say it's been a lot of receiving players who have been injured and banged up this week, which is I guess unusual. You often expect the running backs to, you know, given mm. given their role, are the ones to be that in, usually yeah. get banged up. But yeah, it's been the been the receivers, which has been pretty pretty harsh. But yeah, I guess that's that's all the injuries this week. So it's you know, cup is cup is absolutely devastating. But you know, the likes have got it as well. Very very big. Players who have had a really good year this year, who are uh, sadly going to miss the the tail end of the the regular fantasy season, but some will hopefully be back in time for playoffs. That's it, and of course, you know some some players hopefully will will step up. Um, you know, if if Stafford does come back, uh, cut being gone, obviously that's a lot of vacated targets. So hopefully, um, after a couple more weeks, we'll know who's going to step into that role. Obviously, he's not going to be as good as Cut, but someone's got to catch some of the passes, aren't they? Yeah, hopefully Alan Robinson gets a little bit more yeah. luck in because he's a great player. But you have got the likes of Van Jefferson as well. And uh, Skoranek as well. Skoranek. Pretty, pretty good this year. Yeah, um, Not a reliable he's... option, but he has boom or bust weeks occasionally. Yeah, completely agree. He's on, he's on the field 90, 90% plus of the time. So yeah, although the, the catchers haven't quite been there, I think he's an option for a lot of people. Definitely. Great stuff. Well, we'll move into the top 10 because, by God, what a good top 10 we've got this week. Very different indeed. (laughs) Number one overall, I think, was he number one last week? Let me just. I think he was. Double check. 40 odd points last week. 
Oh, he wasn't because we had the the Joe Mixon Stormer fifty. Oh, we did. Yeah, week, that was which, it. Which was incredible. <laughs> but no, he was number two last week. Number one this week is, of course, Mister Justin, Justin Fields, Fields, who has once again turned a corner, putting up running back numbers here with uh, thirteen rushing attempts for one hundred and forty-seven yards, two touchdowns, and then in the passing department, a few more yards, not many, one hundred and sixty-seven uh, on twenty attempts, twelve completions, and another two touchdowns. So a four touchdown day for Fields. Uh, yes, it, I mean it's getting it's these last four weeks are absolutely ridiculous from Fields. In field. a loss for him as well. Yeah, I, I honestly I thought they I thought they'd win that game. Fair play to Detroit for for climbing back from I think it was a two touchdown deficit. But yeah, he's now the QB four on the year. Um, we've had two thirty nine plus point weeks in the last two weeks. Um, it's just absolutely insane. He's now at seven hundred and fifty rushing yards. Um, last two weeks is one four seven and one seven eight. The scrambling ability is absolutely crazy because he the passing numbers are low. He hasn't gone over two hundred passing yards in the last five weeks. Wow! But the, but the <laughs> which is crazy considering the points he's putting up. But you know, fair play to him. That's what that's what he does. Uh, the Bears, I think, are finally starting to sort of support that in some of the play calling. Um, and I think yeah, he's, I mean. Pff, I was speaking to one of my friends the other day who has him and Lamar Jackson, and I think most weeks you probably start in fields, which is a crazy thought. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is crazy. It's uh, he's really turned a corner, and I think at the minute it's probably quite good for him because he is he is so versatile. He's got that Russian ability, I guess. What's going to happen now is he's had his little burst. Teams are going to start getting wise to it. They're going to have to start planning for the for the run. He needs to improve his passing ability because yeah, if he that does, has to happen. Then yeah. he's elite. If he can't improve the passing, you just have to keep him hemmed in. And then that's kind of, that's your solution to, to that QB problem. So, absolutely, from a fantasy point of view, you, you've got to love it because the rushing yards are way, way better and way more profitable than the yeah. passing yards. But from a real-life QB perspective, he's just got to be careful that he's improving his passing ability. In my 100%. Opinion. Uh Next up, somebody who I think we all expect to see in the top 10 every so often, but we never actually do see him, is uh, C.D. Lamb with 39 points. That's 11 catches, 150 yards and two touchdowns. So a very good day at the office for him. Yeah, fantastic day. I think we both talked about him in the off-season and he has been a little bit quiet these last few weeks. Obviously, with with Dak out, he's he's not finished inside the top 10 uh, since week four. 39-point game this week, so yeah, back, nice to see him back in there. He is the wide receiver eight on the year, which I must admit I didn't realise because I feel like he has been a bit quiet, Yeah. Um, which is crazy. I honestly thought he'd be a lot lower than that. Um, but yeah, he's, he's putting up some good numbers. Dak's back, so they are throwing the ball, uh, even if it's not very well. And I think, yeah, for the rest of the season, he's going to be a, certainly a number one option. Yeah, definitely. If, if he keeps on with the double-digit numbers uh, in targets and receptions, then, uh, you know, you, you're looking at a really solid option there. So, yeah, it's good to see him because he, he, is, he is sort of vaunted as one of the best wide receivers you can have in Dynasty, but he's not really proved that, I don't think, as much no. as, as he could have done. Yet. Not yet. You know, at last, he's got a top 10 position, which is, which is exactly what we want to see from him, which is good. Uh, next up is Justin Jefferson. There he is. Who, yeah, <laughs> fantastic performance. Just the one touchdown for him, but he got 193 yards. Uh, that's 10 catches and 16 targets. One of those catches being ridiculous, as we've already <laughs> discussed. But I think he's. Uh, I think he is now the top top player, or the player who's had the most 150 
receiving yards plus games in his first three seasons. I think he's beaten Randy Moss to that title now. Yeah, I mean, that does not surprise me. The, the guy is unreal. Um, if there was an option for bonus fantasy points for spectacular catches, that, that, that'd, <laughs> he would have them, yeah. <laughs> that'd put, them, put him even higher. But yeah, another fantastic game. Uh, obviously, 19.3 yards per catch as well, which is just crazy to see. Him and Kirk Cousins obviously have a fantastic relationship. The, the targets every game are a, a 10-plus every game. He's had four 30-plus point games this year. He's, he's just absolutely incredible. And if, if the Vikings are doing well, he, he is probably the wide receiver one in everyone's eyes now. He's, you know, obviously Cups had the injuries, Chase has had the injuries, but Jefferson just keeps on performing. Yeah, absolutely. And he's so young. That's the crazy Yeah, 23. Thing. Mental. Absolutely crazy. So he's still got time to uh, to continue improving, I guess. And uh, yeah, I think his rapport with with cousins as well has come That's a long massive. way because you know in his rookie season he he was quite audibly frustrated with some of the throws that cousins would would, would make. <laughs> um, you know, to to such a point that I think that he was reprimanded a couple of times about the way he was behaving. But cousins himself has come on a long way as well. I just think that entire organization feels so much more confident and the coaching staff are probably a large yeah. part of that getting a new regime it has just been huge so it's good to see next up we have our Not first, seen him first, before. first rookie in, in here <laughs> of the week christian, watson. christian watson I'm, I'm very happy for him because i've always quite liked the guy and he's just never he's never broken 10 points fantasy points but this week 34.7 on just four catches 107 yards and three touchdowns so you know he's he's still a rookie he's still making mistakes he's still making drops that he shouldn't be making but he this week he was catching the ones he had to catch and uh, it's thanks to him really that somehow Green Bay came back to beat uh, to beat Dallas was it that they were playing yes so yeah it was you know it, they looked down and out to be fair I didn't expect to see them win. yeah I think they I think it was again I think it was a 14 or a 17 point comeback um this is yeah it's great news for Watson because obviously he's had, he's had a few concussion issues he's missed three games this year um but the, I mean to be fair this is the first time he's played over 70 percent of the snaps so he's, he's obviously a, a fantastic player the speed's incredible um, I mean, the three touchdowns, he was just burning people on the outside. But again, and it could have been a better game. He had eight targets, four catches, but he did have a couple that he probably would have liked to catch as well. So it could have been even better. I think going forward, I think if he stays healthy and Aaron Rodgers keeps on improving, it was a good performance from him as well. I think most of his catches will be that type of deep ball. He's not really a possession receiver. So I think we'll we'll expect to see a few more big games from him for the rest of the season. Yeah. He's a, he's another one who's young and can keep improving as well. So the fact that this is you know this is his ceiling arguably is is a very nice high ceiling indeed. Um, you know if he'd caught the other four catches, yeah, uh, that, that that came his way, then even better. Yeah, he'd have been yeah he'd have been toppling fields potentially for number one this week. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Thirty three points, nine catches on twelve targets, hundred and five yards and two touchdowns. Just solid from, from Kirk there. And I'm very grateful for it because I needed it in one of my other leagues. <laughs> uh, but he's just seems to have settled just really well. Number seven wide receiver on the on year. The, uh, I know, yeah, I must admit it's one I, I I think a lot of us questioned the the trade when Jacksonville paid him the, the seventy three odd million or whatever it was, but it's just been like you said, consistency is the word. He's had, what, three top 10 finishes, six top 15 finishes, 
wide receiver seven on the year, like you said. He's just been a really nice out for Trevor Lawrence, I think. He's by, by far his favourite target. And although the Jags aren't really winning much, Kirk seems to keep finding a way to put up these performances. So, yeah, I think if you if you drafted Kirk probably in the later rounds, you, you're very, very happy because he's been, he's been one of the fines of the season. He absolutely has. Yeah, he's been playing very well. I think... He is somewhat boom or bust. His his good weeks are very good, but his yeah, bad but the bad weeks, weeks are, are bad. yeah um, train wrecks. <laughs> you know, if you look at week five against Houston, that's just two two point one points he got here. He got a single catch, <laughs> on three targets. But I guess against Houston, you know Houston are I think one of the better teams against wide receivers because they are easy surprisingly pummel them down with the run. I guess, but. Yeah, obviously he has a bye this week, so the bye does skew the stats somewhat because, you know, other players are in that top 10 that have already had a bye. Kirk hasn't. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where he sits after, after, after this week. Agreed. But, yeah, he's been playing very, very well. Next up is is another newcomer, I think, uh, is Nick Westbrook-Akine, who had a really, really good week. and Two touchdowns there for him, which is, uh, which is pretty impressive. 119 yards receiving and five catches. So, yeah against uh, a tough Denver defense it has to be said yeah I don't want to don't want to dwell on this one too much <laughs> as you can imagine after I watched all of that game in just with my head in my hands pretty much um, <laughs> yeah Westbrook Aquina is again I don't think we'll see him much in the top 10 um, again um, I, I believe in Dynasty I, I dropped him earlier in the year just because he wasn't doing anything but yeah fantastic performance um, Tannehill uh, seemed to he seemed to be Tannehill's favourite target in the match. And yeah, like I said, against the, the best defence in the league, even though our offence is dreadful, he, he put up a great performance. So yeah, fantastic performance. Don't think I'd rely on him uh, for the next sort of seven weeks. No, I mean, if you look at his other stats, he's not. he, he didn't breach uh, a 10-point performance at all this season. So, uh, But even still, it's a funny old wide receiver core at the minute uh, for the... For the Titans, you'd have thought that, that yeah. Woods would have been there. You'd have thought that Burks would have been making a huge. And they've splash. both done nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing, to, nothing to show for it. It's quite sad. Um, Pat Mahomes is is next. Uh, Thirty points for him. He got seven rushing attempts for thirty nine yards, and then in the passing department, he had a pretty good day. Three hundred thirty one yards uh, on thirty five attempts for twenty six completions and four touchdowns for Pat Mahomes this week. Yeah, just just another day at the office. To be fair, he's what he's had. He's only had two finishes outside the top six um, all year. So yeah, just super consistent. He's the QB two on the year. The Kansas City offense, I must admit, even without Hill, it is just just looks absolutely fantastic. He, he's turning everyone he plays with into a decent weapon. They're all having big games. Um, yeah, he, he's the best quarterback in the league for me. It's not even. It's not even close. Yeah, especially with the wobbles that uh, that Allen's had. Allen could have caught him, but I must admit, yeah, the last two weeks have been a bit of a disappointment. So yeah, Mahomes on fire at the minute. Who, so would you say that Allen's QB two? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I think oh, I don't know. It's tough because he has been dreadful these last two weeks for fantasy. Allen's Allen's probably. I think Allen is still the QB one, isn't he? I think I believe. Yeah, I think which he is. Which is crazy, but yeah, just yeah, the last few weeks, just yeah, they don't fill you with confidence, especially with the Allen now leads the league in turnovers, Oof. which yeah, is is, not, is a concerning not, stat. Not a stat you want, yeah. Um, I think at the start of the season, there were there were sort of people were saying how 
you know, he didn't turn it over in the red zone. That was one of the things he could rely on Allen to yeah. do is never turn it over. And now he's done it four times in two weeks, yeah, I think. To lose a game this week. Yeah. I'm very glad he did. Um, yeah, I bet. But yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> You're looking at Jalen Hurts, I think, is QB3 now, in my opinion, for in fantasy. And I think yeah, I'd probably, probably agree. Otherwise, he's just come on so far. It's great to see. Uh, but we are digressing. Devontae Adams is back again. I back again. We had him last week. We have him this week. We didn't have him the week before because he got 1.2 points. So it's nice to see him actually <laughs> putting up some decent points there with 30 there. Uh, nine catches on 14 targets, 126 yards and a touchdown. So obviously the favourite. But once again, Las Vegas lose. Just, it's it. That's the only good thing about being a Broncos fan at the minute is the Raiders are still somehow worse. I just, you, you, you can't, you can't lose to the Colts team on a fresh coach with no coaching experience at home uh, with Matt Ryan coming back. All week they said Sam Ellinger was the starter, by the way. And then last second Matt Ryan was in. So, like, you, you can't you can't lose this game. You just can't. But, like, Devante Adams, obviously, is a fantastic piece. Like, he just gets a ridiculous target volume every week. So, he's always going to be good. But, yes, the Raiders are a joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he, he does seem to be offense-proof, which is pretty good because, yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the only good thing about it. Well, I suppose Josh Jacobs... Yeah, Jacobs, Jacobs has been Jacobs good. Jacobs has been pretty solid. But if you merge the, the Las Vegas offense with... Uh, with the Broncos and swapped their offense out, you'd, you'd probably be you probably do that'd be, really a, well. that'd be a hell of a team that wouldn't that'd it? Be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, excellent. Next up, then someone who I think we expected to see a hell of a lot more than we have. It's Jonathan Taylor. Is he the first running back that we've had this week? It's been a very white yeah. Geez. It is, isn't it? First yeah, running back of the week. Jonathan Taylor just squeezes in twenty six points. So he had uh, two catches on two targets for 16 yards, but on the ground, 22 attempts for 147 yards and a touchdown. So he's back, boys. He's back. Yeah, I think, I must admit, I think it was only a matter of time. Obviously, he's, he's missed three games. This is only his second 100-yard rushing game of the season. But yeah, especially it's nice to see the yards per carry as well. 6.6 carry. Obviously, the touchdown run was a nice long one as well. And I think that's probably the way that's the way the Colts should play their offense for the rest of the season. It's just you've got to be giving him 20-plus carries, let Matt Ryan do as little as possible. Um, and I think, yeah, going forward, I think I think Taylor's back to being a, a nice high-end RB1 option for everyone again. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, the round-up top 10 is Stefan Diggs with nice. points. 12 catches on 16 targets, 128 yards. Just missing the touchdown there to have propelled him up to, if he'd got a touchdown, where would he have been? Six points would have taken him up to Christian Kirk levels this week. <laughs> That's an interesting sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, Diggs, Diggs has been great uh, all season. He's what, wide receiver two in PPR. He's he's not really fall. He's only fallen outside the top ten three times, but even then they they were pretty consistent finishes. Um, Josh Allen obviously loves him. He's a favorite target by far. I think yeah, that's the only thing that you can criticize is the is the no touchdowns. But you know, twelve receptions, and I would imagine this is going to keep being a trend as obviously the Bills don't run the ball at all or not well anyway. So um, I think if the Bills are going to do well rest of the season, Diggs keeps on performing. So yeah, fantastic player is Diggs. Really like him. Yeah, excellent. Great. So that's the top ten. Any any notable players this week or plays? 
that, hey, that th- really impressed you? Hey, I'm trying to think. I think, I mean, I, I think what I like to mention just because, not just because I own him in Dynasty, but I think with the injury to Smith Schuster as well, is I do really like Kadarius Tony moving forward. Yeah. He had a great performance last week. Um, some really good catches, four catches. They even got him involved in the run game as well. Um, so I think if he if he keeps a level head in this offense, I think I think he's going to be really really one to watch over the last sort of seven weeks of the season. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, uh, one of the one of the standout performances, he might be the very top in his position. I think he was is uh, Cole Komet, who had a really yeah. really good time of it. Two um, touchdowns, wasn't that? It was indeed ninety three uh, percent of snaps as well. So obviously he's he's getting in there, uh, getting used, which is great. But yeah, he started to actually be more of a factor on the offense, which is pretty exciting to see. Only the four targets, uh, four receptions, sorry, on seven targets, but still seven. Did targets. the damage. It's a good volume for a tight end. Uh, so yeah, somebody somebody to pick up. He's questionable, but I'm just trying to see what it what the issue is. Uh, absolutely yes. Wednesday's practice due to a thigh injury, but uh, that's not what you want. Uh, nothing set in stone yet, apparently. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I mean, he's the number ten on uh, tight end PPR wise. So somebody to keep an eye on. Two back to back twenty plus point performances for him. Yes, I must admit that is, I must admit because he, he had a dreadful start to the season, but yeah, he's starting to find some form. Um, who else is uh, Rashad White? I think is probably worth a mention. Um, yeah. Buccaneers running back um, out, out carried Leonard Fournette last week by 8, 22 carries for 105 yards, just looks really strong, really fast um, I think going forward I think he, he just looks, Fournette's, not that Fournette's getting on a bit, he's still quite young he's only 27 but like I think Rashad White just looks so much better whenever he touches the ball so I think going forward that's a he's a must pick up and he's still available in a decent amount of leagues as well yeah, I think Fournette was knocked, wasn't he? He uh, was, which yeah. is great. But they've got the bye week this week, so he could he could recover and resume his position. But yeah, whenever you've got these uh, young rookies who are kind of standing behind the the aging vets, it just kind of it's interesting to see how things progress. Um, I guess another person to to mention is Dalvin Cook potentially, just because obviously we've not we've not really spoken about Cook very much. I think the Vikings no. have kind of gone from quite. I would say they were a run-heavy offense a couple of years ago, uh, more so than pass-heavy in a way. But he's kind of been phased out, I guess. As you know, Justin Jefferson joins the team. You have got you know Hawkinson, who's a great wide receiver. If you wide receiver two's Thielen, who while he's a veteran, he's still very solid. You kind of do you really go to you running back that often? Um, but this week, you know, he tore off some excellent runs. I think it was like a seventy-yard touchdown, wasn't it, from him as well at one point. Yeah, that's it. He only had he only had fourteen carries, but hundred and twenty yards. So yeah, eight point five a carry, um, as well as five targets, three receptions. So yeah, Cook's been he's been quietly good all season. To be fair, I mean he's he's in the top twelve. He's the RB eleven. So on on like you said, on lower work than perhaps over the last few years, he he is still putting in performances, which which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. Anyone who played particularly badly that you feel like needs uh, needs a call out this week. I mean, obviously the Broncos were, were bad just in general on offense. I'm I'm just I don't know what to say anymore. The run game was bad. Russell Wilson was bad. Just just yeah, across the board. I'm not really sure what direction to go in there, to be honest. Um who else was particularly disappointing? We've already talked about it, but Josh Allen is starting to concern me a little bit. Um I mean if you've got him, you're still definitely gonna play him, but 
that the turnovers are just brutal. Um, and in a division which is shaping up to be very, very tough and has some good defences in it, that's a, that is a little concerning, I must admit. Yeah, that is it's quite worrying. I guess somebody who, who I would like to just point out uh, is, at the minute, somebody who I thought would probably come into his own, but he really hasn't, is David Montgomery, who's been kind of just held in check. He's obviously got Khalil Herbert, who's pilfering yes, carries, but with Herbert out, I think it's worth keeping an eye on Montgomery. I think he might have a bit of a resurgence because he doesn't have that competition anymore. So, because he played bad, he's played badly for a lot of his weeks this year. Five point four this week, exactly the same the week before. Seven point five, the week before, just twelve, nine, eighteen, nothing, one. <laughs> like, it, he's just almost been worthless. Thirty-three RB. <laughs> You know, and he's, he's probably drafted at least in the third or fourth round by a lot of people. You know, you expect him to be a top 20 RB, I think, is the way you'd look at him. Um, yeah, yeah I, he's he's uh, he's got a chance to redeem himself now. Yeah, I agree with that. I think um, any, any Montgomery owners, I think he'll be obviously not, no one likes an injury, but Herbert going down, hopefully Montgomery takes full ownership of that backfield and bounces back. Um, one more I've just thought of while I'm I'm just looking through my various rosters is someone who I thought I think we both thought would be top four who just hasn't been is J- Justin Herbert. Yeah. Just just not yeah not very good uh, over the last few weeks unfortunately. Um, hasn't had a top ten finish since I mean week seven but even that was only seventeen points so it's the interceptions are high he's got six on the year. The yards are down, the touchdowns are down. I know he's had a lot of injuries at the wide receiver position, but um, Herbert has, has been one that's yeah really let me down in several of my leagues. Yeah, it's a big shame because he is somebody you expect to be very good. I guess, as you say, injuries injuries have not been kind to that team. If you, The two games that he played with Keenan Allen at the start of the season, 23 points respectively on each of those. After that, he dropped down to 11. Since then, yeah. he's had only one game where he got more than 20 points. The rest of them have been kind yeah. of middling to low teams. And even one, the one against Denver, 8.4. Which, yeah, for the guy who, you know, is quite exciting. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a shame, really, that, that he's, he's dropped from, the, I think he was the number two. Was he the number two last year? I believe so. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was very high. So now he's dropped. He's dropped significantly. But that's been the case for a few QBs. I mean, you look at Russell Wilson, who's always been pretty damn good. He's not been great. Matt Stafford, again, absolutely abysmal. There's, there's just there's guys who should be better. Yeah. Um, because we've seen it from them, and yet you've got guys who you know haven't really played very much, like Fields, who just kind of come in and take it by storm. So <laughs> it's the nature of the game, I guess. Um, Fantastic. So, uh, should we just have a quick reflection on the on the league? See where people are sitting in the table. Oh God, yeah, go on then. <laughs> so we have James, James at the bottom there with one one win, nine losses. Uh, we've got yourself three and seven. Then we have two, four, and six teams in Sam's team and Elliot's team that are just outside the playoffs, which are all five and five teams uh, until we get up to third place. So we've got. Uh, Kieran is five and five. Rohan is five and five. Tom is five and five. Then we jump up two places, uh, two two wins to, to Alex on seven and three, and then you've got myself and Lewis uh, eight and two up at the top there. So it's still all to play for, you know. Playoffs, 
five and five is 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 the playoff spot at the minute. Uh, so it's not not beyond all reason that it's not achievable. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm um, certainly Elliot and Sam at four and six are definitely both still in it. I'd honestly just rather lose now. <laughs> get, get a nice pick. Yeah. Get a nice pick. Yeah, the the injuries this year have just crippled me. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm ready to to make some moves for next year. But it's been a good season. Um, I think the standout for me is I mean Lewis on a seven win streak. He's got Deshaun Watson coming back. I think he's he's going to be very strong come playoff time. Annoyingly. Yeah, he's he's had a good little streak there. Uh, he's still he's still a good three hundred points behind me in points for this. So that, that oh, we happy. had to get that in there, didn't we? But yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> me and Lewis against each other this week. So um, that'll be a good knows, match. Maybe maybe his win streak will come to an end. But I've not played well against the contenders this year. I think Alex beat me and Tom beat me. Um, so it's yeah, it's they always seem to have good weeks when I'm on an off week, annoyingly, but. It's the way the game is. It's the way the game is. So it's, it's all exciting. But yeah, injuries. Injuries are just really not good at the minute. So yeah, it's those players like Amari Cooper and, uh, you know, yeah. the, the guys who were getting, well, I guess uh, Deshaun Watson himself who were kind of coming in at the end are the ones to keep an eye on now, I guess, because they're, they're potentially the, the kind of players that will win a championship. Lewis's team is strong. It's, it's only going to get stronger, uh, which is which is a terrifying prospect for everybody else, but a great one for him, especially with Fields <laughs> as well. Lewis, wherever he's yeah. just lost people as the season has gone on. Lewis seems to have he's actually them. gained people, yeah. yeah they've <laughs> stalked them into their own. Uh, so yeah, scary times for for everybody else, but exciting times for Lewis to be sure. Great stuff. Well, thank you very much for listening. Unless there are fi- any final thoughts from yourself, Jack. We'll yeah, I, I think. Those. Just yeah, I think just quickly to say, obviously all the injuries mean there's still a decent amount of waiver targets out there for everyone. And one thing I've been wary of this week, obviously in most leagues, trade deadlines are coming up as well, so it might be time to, to shift some players if you need to make that playoff push. Excellent. Very good. Well, good luck in uh, week 11, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>